Welcome to the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. Join me each week as I talk everything weddings, taking you from engagement to honeymoon, making sure that you really do enjoy planning your big day. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. This week we're chatting about something that guests don't get to enjoy. Well, at least it's unusual if they do. And that's honeymoons. The thing that really Prince Harry and Meghan Markle should hopefully be enjoying at the moment, but I don't think they are. So I've invited friend of the podcast, Joe Hoare, who you may remember who came on and spoke about wedding style a few weeks ago as she has written for a number of bridal magazines about honeymoons. And she's actually been on a number of honeymoons to review uh, what different resorts uh, offer for honeymoons now for, for couples. So I thought she would be the perfect guest to give some tips and advice on what to think about when you're planning your honeymoon after you've had that perfect day. So let's dive straight in and hear what Joe's got to say. Hope you do enjoy. Hi, Joe. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me again. It's always good to have a friend of the podcast <laughs> on more than once. Uh, now, I've invited you back to the podcast because I wanted to talk about honeymoons. Now, obviously, honeymoons are something that a guest doesn't go on. <laughs> well, they do sometimes. Oh, well, I guess if they've all... Destination weddings. Destination wedding, of course. But it's obviously something that the bride and groom, or the bride and bride, the groom and groom, uh, the happy couple, for want of a better phrase, uh, choose a long time um, planning. And honeymoons have probably changed quite a lot as in in the days gone by, they would have been for the couple to go and consummate <laughs> yeah. their marriage. It would have probably been a sort of night in Margate rather <laughs> yeah. than, you know, three weeks in the Maldives. So I know one couple that are having a year honeymoon. A one-year honeymoon? Yeah, a one-year. They've gone travelling for a year for their honeymoon. That's incredibly fortunate that they're able to do that. Oh my god, their Instagram is so depressing. (laughs) Every day they're just somewhere new and beautiful. I kind of can't get my head around that. Yeah, yeah, honeymoon. I wonder if they're going to hate each other when they get back to normal life. Maybe, yeah, I suppose it will be, yeah, your your first year of married life would be very different to the other 56. Because it's not about talking about what you're getting from Sainsbury's that night. No, quite. It's like, which amazing destination? Yeah. Which which lounger? Shall we see? Now, you've been very fortunate in your line of work in that you've actually written about honeymoons yes. uh, for... Um, uh, Wedding, Ideas Wedding Ideas is um, the magazine that I have specifically been on lots of honeymoons for, um, which has been a lot of fun. Um, but I, I write about travel as well for other magazines like um, Stylist or um, Grazia. So I'm lucky I've been to stay in lots of nice honeymoon-esque places. Which your Instagram has also made me jealous <laughs> of when you've been on, on, on those uh, destinations. Uh, because, you know, it did used to be the case that when you went to a wedding, and I can even remember going to a wedding in the late 90s where this happened, where the bride and groom would change into a oh, different so they're going outfit. away outfit. Yeah, they're going away yeah. outfit. And then they would go off to whatever their destination was. You know, literally they were getting in that car, and shimmying going. off to Heathrow. <laughs> and that was 1999 when that wedding was. So it's not crazy long. I mean, crumbs that is 20 years. Yeah, hardly it? anyone goes on their honeymoon straight away now, do they? 
Well, there seems to be a new fashion for something that's called the mini moon. Yeah, sort of go somewhere for two or three nights and then... I think it's about money, really, isn't it? It's about sort of splitting up those those big expenses. Yes, and it does seem to have become quite a trend where instead of being asked to buy some Le Crusoe pans, yes. people say, will you make a, a contribution donation? to the honeymoon, yes. So people go on their mini moons to... I don't know, Cornwall, wherever they've chosen. Yeah. Or perhaps you might be able to recommend a spa hotel in the UK. Um, well, actually, my favourite hotel in the world is in Cornwall, um, which does sound a bit ridiculous because I've been very lucky to go some, to some really nice ones. And I, I think the marker I always feel when I'm reviewing or, or testing a hotel is, would I tell my friends to come here and spend their own money and I wouldn't feel guilty that they were spending a lot of, and that's there's this hotel called the scarlet in cornwall and it's absolutely beautiful it's, it's um it's adults only which is very nice for a honeymoon mm-hmm. um it's kind of built into built into a cliff almost so they and they have hot tubs that sit on the cliff they have this amazing ayurvedic spa they have um an outdoor pool that's cleansed by reeds um and the whole thing's really really sustainable you know the loos flush with rainwater and that kind of thing um and it is i think it's probably one of the most romantic places if you're going to stay in the uk that you can go but it's not cheesy romance there's no um you know swans on the bed or, or heart petals it's just very very beautiful and intimate and a really lovely place to go so people could go there after their wedding service yes Enjoy that, because that sounds pretty delicious, let's be realistic. And then people after their mini-moon might go on their proper honeymoon. So I have lots of friends who went to places like the Maldives or to Mauritius Mm. or somewhere in the Caribbean for their holiday. Uh, Not their holiday, their honeymoon. honeymoon. Um, I think there is a a sort of a slight fear in the honeymoon industry that um, millennials don't want those sort of what they call fly and flop holidays, um, which is that traditional Maldives, Mauritius, that because they want experiences, they've got to offer something else. And I think that a lot of places like the Maldives are really stepping up their game and realising actually it's not enough just to have the the gorgeous blue sea um and the and the sort of luxury rooms people want to have something to do as well um and i was very lucky last year i went to um anatara in the maldives to review a honeymoon there and they are very very conscious of appealing to their millennial guests and there is something to do every day you know if it's surfing diving obviously a lot of it is water-based but there's also things like um cookery lessons um other sports lessons um classes and sort of Maldivian art or craft that kind of thing um I think people just want a little bit more to do now I get that I totally understand it I think that it it is supposed to be a a one-off experience yeah in in a lifetime I know that um when Tom and Elliot were married they took their honeymoon by I jokingly say they took the ferry to New York but they did take the (laughs) QE too (laughs) (laughs) I think it was a very interesting experience, but obviously the average age of the guest was about, yeah. <laughs> did have a morgue on board. Yes. Um, I think, I remember in the last podcast we were talking about dresses and saying one way to look at it is, what is that dress you've always wanted? Who is that designer you've always wanted? And I think maybe that's how you should think about your honeymoon. Um, not, oh, I, I need to go to, for example, the Maldives because I want that picture-perfect place. Maybe you've always wanted to go, I don't know, Maybe you have always wanted to go and climb a mountain or there's a really tiny island you've always wanted to go to or you've always wanted to go to Australia. Um, it, it doesn't have to be the hearts and flowers of, of the Maldives. A friend of mine climbed Mount Kilimanjaro for her oh, honeymoon. 
I can't imagine it's romantic. I mean, I don't know what the lavatory facilities are like for start, <laughs> but each their own. Uh, I know somebody else who cycled from Amsterdam to London for their honeymoon. Oh, my God. Well, there's not going to be much consummation then, is there? <laughs> Sleeping in a tent yeah. on the side of a road. Saw bits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not that much fun. But it is interesting how different people's honeymoons are and how there kind of isn't really any more, I don't think. Because I feel as though 10 years ago, if you asked anyone who'd been on their honeymoon, they were like, oh, we're having 10 nights in, yes. you know, insert beach paradise yeah, here. Yeah, we're going now. to a Sandals or all that kind of thing. I'm pretty sure Sandals is just a swinging resort though, isn't it? No, that's um, Hedonism is the swinging okay. one. Sandals is, Sandals is above board. Okay. <laughs> Whereas now I think when you chat to people about their honeymoon, people are often doing these really different and, mm. uh, and unusual things. My cousin for her honeymoon with her husband, um, they flew to Darwin in Australia, hired a camper van and then drove kind of along mm. the coast of the Northern Yeah, I've Territory. got friends that have done road trips. Um, again, you just using it as, not as an excuse, but thinking, what have we always wanted to do? Let's go and do it. And I think... I, I agree with you. I think maybe even even five years ago, everyone was going on the Maldives holidays. And that's not to say the Maldives isn't amazing. I think it's probably the most beautiful place I've ever been. But if you don't like lying down all day, it might not see you. And it's not as sustainable as it once was. You know, long-haul flights mm. are a bit more and more frowned upon. I think also the use of plastic is so frowned upon mm. that actually when you go to places like the Maldives and you're able to get all the products that you can get at home. Yes. I think people people are going in with their eyes opened in different ways again, aren't they? So yeah, there's sustainability, carbon footprints, cost. You know, I think people the these those kind of honeymoons can cost about ten thousand pounds, which is an enormous amount of money. And on that cost aspect, do you think it's okay for um the happy couple to ask for a contribution to their honeymoon as their wedding? Yeah, present? absolutely. I would far rather buy you a bottle of champagne to have dinner on your first night on your honeymoon than some boring old bed sheets from John Lewis, to be honest. Yeah. You're not going to remember that brittle no, I would. And, yeah, yeah, you would far rather think, oh, they're having a nice time and, you know, enjoying a nice glass of wine and doing something that's fun and frivolous, such as what presents should be, I think, rather than boring in every day. Yeah, yeah. I do think that, that I've, some weddings I've been invited to where they have, like, a website where you can look at what you can get them. And it listed every single thing that they wanted on their honeymoon, including down to, like, flight upgrades. Oh, and yeah. I was like, you're just pushing it yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because we've all, we've all had those those um, links to websites. And, you know, and you think, well, you're not getting the three-grand plasma TV. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think it's fine. I'm very happy to contribute to a honeymoon. That makes me feel quite happy. And if the wedding industry is now pushing these honeymoons that are a bit more adventure-focused, mm. do you think that's just a sign that as generation... What generation are we? X or Y? Um, or, we're, or we're old millennials, I old think. Old millennials. Mm. So new, younger, fresher millennials. Yeah. Are they just a bit more uh, zany? Or is it just that they're... <laughs> they want more? They yes, need I think more, they want more. stimulation? I think, I think expectations are different, aren't they? And also Instagram, as we've both mentioned Instagram a couple of times without really thinking about it, plays such a huge part in travel now. Um, you know, travel bloggers, um, travel sites, Instagram. I think 
people want something new for their Instagram every day. And if you go to a resort where there's one beach, gorgeous as that beach is, they want something else. Um, and I think people want experiences. You know, there's lots of research that says millennials don't want things as much. They want experiences. So they want to have snorkeled with dolphins or, you know, gone diving and seen turtles or have been on a private island. And you mentioned that you went to a resort in the Maldives mm. that, you know, had that kind of different uh, experience yeah. to every day. What other resorts are there around the world that are doing those things that are being pushed at the moment? Well, I think I think everyone is, is stepping up their game, to be honest. I think even um, UK hotels are stepping up their game. Um, recently wrote a big thing um, about the rise of the UK super spa, which is you kind of used to go to a hotel maybe 10 years ago and there was... It's probably a bit of a damp-smelling swimming pool in the basement, and there might be a sort of woman offering massages in a, you know, bit of a council swimming pool-type room. Um, and now you go, and it's like you're in L.A. It's like, you know, multi-million pound spas um, where you can have everything from, you know, going and being cryotherapy frozen to an Angelina Jolie facial. Um, so I, th- I think everyone is, is stepping up. I think that um, travel industry is having quite a hard time, um, it's, it's, as we were both saying earlier, it's one of the first things to go, holidays, when you can't afford them. And that's definitely true about honeymoons as well. If people want to plough more into their wedding, you know, the honeymoon they can put back or they can put off. So I think that when you are looking to book your honeymoon, just see what else they can offer you because you'll be surprised. They will be able to bring out the extras. And it's not just about that naff thing of telling everyone, oh, you know, we're newly married, so you get a fruit basket in your room. Um, you know, they, there will be room upgrades. You know, find out what the excursions are. And excursions aren't naff glass bottom boats anymore either. You know, they, they're really impressive things. And in terms of destination weddings where you obviously bring your whole group of family and friends with you have you ever been on a wedding that's like that um yeah i have actually and i recently reviewed um a destination wedding resort in um st lucia it's called rendezvous and i when i was going i thought oh god this is going to be a bit um conveyor belt if i'm honest because they had it's a huge resort and they have all these places where you can get married and they'd arranged for us to go to a wedding while we were there and i thought god i'm gonna feel really intrusive i don't know these people and they were lovely like even even the cynic in me was like you know that kind of dream of getting married barefoot on the beach isn't isn't my thing but it was lovely it was it was really really nice and it was you know you don't then have a hundred people and you don't have every third cousin once removed but people had the people there they really wanted to um and i thought it was really cute but yeah the one destination wedding i have been to and i don't see this person anymore so i'm going to be quite honest did not go well oh dear um i think it was just you have to be so 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 organized and there were just a few things that went wrong on the day um like the transport that came to take us from the place where everyone was staying to the place where the wedding was taking place um it was a really really windy road and everyone on the coach including the groom got sick um so you know we had to stop halfway and there's 30 people vomiting into a side road and um it rained which obviously you don't expect in a destination wedding and the bride refused to have it moved indoors so they erected a canopy over the top table and the rest of us had to eat our supper in the rain oh no that's awful um and oh you know just lots of things went wrong her dad hurt his eye and they couldn't speak the language and he had to go uh, I think, and she was quite, and she would admit this, she was quite a control freak bride. And I think taking it out of a country where she spoke the language, where she could, you know, just pop in her car and sort out herself was very difficult. 
I can imagine. I can imagine. I was uh, visiting a friend who lives in Turks and Caicos a few years ago, and there was a wedding going on in the resort that he, he kind of lives on. And it looked really fun, because just for night after night after night... Yeah, everyone's having a party. Yeah. I went to um, review a hotel in Mexico a few years ago with my friend Jess, and we stayed at a couple of places. And one place we stayed was a resort that had weddings every night and lots of American weddings. And they had this big Jersey Shore wedding. And, oh, I'm not Jersey, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And we sat on our balcony and spied on them, I have to admit. (laughs) And it was amazing. But they'd lost the best man. He'd got really drunk and he'd fallen asleep behind a fruit machine in a casino. (laughs) And we were just watching all of this. And it was amazing. But I think we watched about four weddings while we were there. And we were like, oh, wow. I can see why people do it. Especially in the States where... Especially if you've been to college or whatever, your friends are going to be spread across the country. Mm-hmm. That people are going to have to fly, fly anyway. somewhere. Yeah. Therefore, why not fly to Cancun? I think it's a really popular thing as well from from the like the work I've done with wedding brands for second weddings as well. Just to think, I'm going to do something totally different. Um, and you know, maybe they did have a sort of traditional English wedding the first time around. I think, oh, what the hell, I'm going to go to Saint Lucia. I think there is also something nice about having your friends with you for that extra period of just the wedding day because for Ben and Laura's wedding they got married in France and then we remained on holiday with them for about a week afterwards Mm. and it meant that we were able to talk about the wedding every day yeah for a week before they then went on their actual honeymoon I don't know do you think they found that a bit annoying I sort of wish sometimes that people would bugger off I don't know (laughs) no I think they quite enjoyed it I think they quite because they were just the centre of attention every day for a week yeah it's like having all your mates on holiday yeah, and it was fun, and people left, and then different mm. people arrived. Or I don't know, it felt as though it was different every yeah. single day. Um, by the end of it, it was just the original wedding party. So then it was, it was all quite nice mm-hmm. and special. Yeah, there's there's things I do like about going to a destination wedding, and things I don't. I think I think you have to be realistic, and you have to realise that probably a third of the people you invite might not be able to come. You know, people can't afford it. People can't get the time off work. You know, kids. It's it's. It's, it's asking a, it's a lot. big ask, yeah. It's asking a lot. So if you were to pick where you would go on honeymoon, where would you go? I mean, I think the Maldives was an experience like nowhere else I'd been. Um, and in just in terms of sort of romance and luxury. Um, but I think my, the, one of the favourite places, one of my favourite places I've ever been is Rio. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a lot more going on. So I think it depends what you want to do. If you want to see things and have experiences and, you know, eat out and go out to bars, um, I would go to a city like Rio. And if you do just want to kind of get a really nice suntan and just look at the beautiful sea all day, then the Maldives. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think do what you like doing when you're on holiday. A friend of mine, um, who is also a writer like yourself, was offered a... A very fine reduction, shall we say, on their holiday. Uh, honeymoon, I keep wanting a holiday. It's not a holiday, is it? Their honeymoon to the Caribbean. And I think they'd almost booked it. And then they kind of admitted to each other as a couple. They were like, I can't think of anything worse. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're the kind this. of person that would never go on a Caribbean holiday, you know, then that won't suit you. Yeah, so they ended up going on this really foodie holiday where they basically just ate in a different restaurant every yeah. single night and came back about three stone heavier. Yeah, I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with a city break. I love a Caribbean holiday because I like the sea. Yeah, I like a Caribbean holiday. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's lovely. Let's hope that we've got impending marriages so we can go on this <laughs> yes, honeymoon. If not, we're just going to have to go on your honeymoon review holidays. <laughs> yes, but thank uh, thanks for coming back on thank the you. podcast. I'm sure the listeners have enjoyed it. Thanks. Take care. So there we have it. That's our thoughts on honeymoons. I really enjoyed speaking to Jo because although she hasn't been on a honeymoon herself, she's got a lot of knowledge having written so extensively about honeymoons and being targeted by people within the honeymoon industry who are trying to sell that. So I think the fact that she's seen the the kind of ethos of it going from people wanting to just fly out and flop, as it were, by a pool for a week, through to the people who are really wanting to have activities all the time and the way that the honeymoon industry is positioning themselves to sell it to people who want to go diving with dolphins or whatever it may be, it's really interesting. So if you are looking for an adventure honeymoon, it looks as though you're going to be absolutely fine. Um, I do quite like the idea of going and staying in a really fancy spa hotel. I did check out the Scarlet, which uh, Jo recommended as her favourite hotel, which is based down in Cornwall. It looks absolutely amazing. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes so you can link through to it and have a little gander. But yeah, I quite fancy a little trip down to Cornwall now and a stay there, have a little bit of a, a spa retreat. But if you are planning a honeymoon, uh, I hope you have a wonderful time and enjoy chilling out i guess after your own wedding uh do follow us on facebook twitter and instagram it's at wedding guest pod if there's any topics that you'd like covered in the podcast do email me sarah at wedding com. do check out the web- website too wedding um yeah i think that's that's it for this week you know as always do rate rate review and subscribe apparently it helps other people find us which is always handy but i'm sarah southern your wedding guest extraordinaire do take care